Hello, everybody, and welcome to Libromancy, a podcast about the magic of books. I'm Josh, and today I'm going to be talking about Chosen, the fourth book in the Alex Vera series by Benedict Jacka. So let's reveal the magic of books. This is a, a good book. This is the fourth book, and I feel like the first three have really been leading up, and this is where things are going to start getting really intense for Alex Varis in this series. This book, uh, it has its own plot, but I feel like the stakes... I can't say that the stakes of this book are any less than the other one, because when, you're, when your stakes are death, usually you can't... It's not a low, that's not a low stake, so... It has some high stakes from a a low source or a different source than normal, but this book deals a lot with Alex Veris's backstory about his time as a dark apprentice and the other people who were there with him, and so it's really good to see that and to understand that a little bit more. I really, I thought that was a good part, part, but you can see that this book almost as at the turning point, like, okay, things were bad, you know, things were going, he's had some ups, he's had some downs, now things are turning toward the down, so I don't think there's anything I really can say uh, that was bad, no, his writing is always as good as always, it's, it's economical, these are short books, so you're not getting a lot of bloat or anything like that, they have a nice plot structure, you have a, a little bit of an A and a B, you have your main thing and then you have your side thing that's going on and they both interact and mess with each other so it's always good to see that the characters i think there there is some character changes in this one and we'll talk about those more when we get to the spoiler section so the characters are, are good they continue to grow and improve they do not remain static unless uh, we're not seeing them on screen right so i think that's good and, you know, I ripped through this book real quick. It was a lot of fun. I have a blast reading these, and I'm really excited to keep going and finish the series in, you know, eight more books because there's 12 so far. So I think we're just going to go into the spoilers then. Let's talk about what happens in this book. So in this book, we start off with Alex, and he's still training and having uh, Varium and Anna, Annie live with him. And... He's taking Luna out to get to a train and do some chance magic on some casinos. Um, and he's like, you know, it's never as much fun if you just know exactly what's going to happen. So I, I try to play without my powers. And it's like, okay, yeah, I can see that. You really are in a bind. You'll go cheat and you'll get some money. You're not in a bind. You want to have some fun. Poker's kind of fun. You know, see how you play. But because of that, he's ambushed by a bunch of adepts who are trying to kill him. And he doesn't understand why or how. They're just like, you are a dark apprentice. We're going to kill you. And he's like, no, please, I'm not. Like, And they actually get him, and they would kill him, except Luna comes in and saves the day. She's able to fight back with her whip, which is awesome. You know, she's not slacking. Awesome stuff. Uh, it was really exciting. He, They go back home. He's attacked by them a couple more times. They blow up his building. While at the same time, he's trying to figure out uh, a new master or trainer for Varium and Annie. And he ends up sending uh, Varium to be with the Keepers, who are kind of like the police force. They are not the council. They, they work for the council, but they're also separate from the council. 
So if you're worried about being attacked by the council like Varium and Annie are, the, the Keepers is a pretty safe place to be. But Annie, uh, she's not able to find a master because nobody trusts a life mage to protect them because every time they touch you, they are you're taking their life. They can take your life in an instant. No defense, no blocking. So it was, you know, it's interesting to learn a little bit more about that. And we know that Annie is really good at it because when we saw her in the last book, there was no hesitation. There was just I touched the the undead monstrosity and it's dead. And I touched the undead monstrosity and it's dead. You know, instantly like no hesitation, which comes with skill, which means a lot, a lot of practice. And of course, Annie, you know, stays true to her character. And she's like, I don't want you to kill them. Don't kill them. And he's like, I don't want to kill them either, but I might have to, you know. I was so good. We can just skip to that a little bit for, well, let's keep going with, I think. They keep attacking. The keepers want some help from Alex or a keeper. Keeper Caldera wants some help from Alex to investigate Richard's mansion. There's rumors of Richard coming back. You know, and we don't even know where Richard's gone. But we learn in this book, he went to a different world with a world stone, which is similar to a gate stone, but, you know, for different worlds. And it's like, okay, that's intense. Why? What was in this other world? How did he know that the other world even existed? Which, this actually plays into the whole thing, because the whole reason these adepts, or one of the reasons these adepts are attacking him is because their leader, Will Travis, is an adept, and he, well, he's a time adept, so he can cast haste on himself. But he, basically, his sister is Catherine, whom he, whom Alex Varys kidnapped with his other dark apprentices 10 years ago. And then they brought her back, and she was tortured and then eventually killed to power the world stone for Richard to cross over. But, oh, just so intense. So... There's some showdowns. There's a final showdown. Will dies. A lot of the other adepts die. Alex Ferris, in my opinion, he gave them every chance to back out. He said, I don't want to fight you. I'm a good guy. Like, can you, like, talk to me and, like, look at the things I've done? Like, does this, like, yes, I made a bad decision. And I did cause the death of your sister. And I've been paying for it for 10 years, and I've been trying now. Does that excuse him? I don't know. This is really, those are the tough questions in life. Can people change? Can we become better? Can we be forgiven for things that we've done that are not forgivable? Mainly death. Like, you can't right that wrong. So, but you can sure try your best. And usually killing somebody else, in my opinion, is killing them is not the answer if they are trying to make a real change. So, I'm totally on Alex's side. And of course, I'm also on Alex's side because it's his book and he's awesome and Will sucks. You know, he gets a little bit of that. I just want to kill you. My revenge will come at all costs. I'm not going to pay attention. So, oh, so much is going on though. So we learn why Alex turned away after they caught Catherine and Tobruk, one of his fellow dark apprentices killed their, her boyfriend. Alex was like, whoa, I did not really want to like, in the just randomly killing people party and so he starts thinking and he starts doing stuff and then he tries to escape and you know richard catches him and then he goes off on his own later on tobert comes after him and he ends up killing him but we learn that uh delio or rachel and shirene were together were best friends before then they apprenticed under richard 
Then Shireen started having second thoughts after Alex started having second thoughts. But Rachel was in too deep, and she wouldn't back out of it. She, it's a little bit of the sunk cost fallacy here where she's like, I don't want to give up what I have, what I've put in all this time and effort to get to where I am to have this power. Like, we're so close to being full dark mages. And Shireen's like, you don't get it. Like, there's only going to be one. Richard doesn't want two dark mages under him. He wants one chosen, not two. Um, and then Rachel kills her purposefully, accidentally. And then Richard comes in and tells her harvest Shireen's magic and brings it into herself to make Delio slash Rachel stronger. And then she takes the name Delio as her uh, as her mage name, which is just, it was intense reading it. You're just like, that's what happened? She just like killed, like attacked her best friend in this moment of panic. And then she was pushed by Richard, who's this master manipulator that we've known he is for a while. And he convinced her to harvest her. And, you know, when you harvest someone, you take them, you take their magic and them into that, into you. And so that's why Shireen is in the elsewhere all the time and like around Delio. But there's also something else that came in at the time of harvesting and is like riding, like riding around in her body and making her you know, antagonizing her. So that is crazy. And we see all of this through Rachel's memories, thanks to the elsewhere, which I love the elsewhere. It's kind of like this little place where you can go and it could be dangerous, but it's usually not, but sometimes it is. And we learn things, but then Delio pushes a dream slash a memory back to Alex at the end of the book. And it's her welcoming Richard back. So he's back and that's just like oh scary 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 what is gonna go on what's he gonna do i just it's crazy so let's, let's talk about the adepts again i like their their group called the nightsiders it's a silly name but they you know that's what they do they have a, a space guy who just pulls out guns and guns and guns which is funny because it's like why are you i mean i guess guns are effective against mages like they did kill a couple dark mages um, they have a fire guy and then they have a life drinker and he really shows like why dark mages are everybody scared of life mages because one touch you're dead unless you're very very strong or a lot stronger than him at least but uh, the life drinker just goes crazy on the life he's like oh that tasted good I, I like that I'm going to do some more I'm going to try and get you I'm like he just wants to start killing everybody even though that's not their plan so you know Alex is like hey these guys won't stop. I've tried. I've tried. He lures them into the Richard, into the manor where uh, Rachel and Cinder are kind of guarding it off and on. They have alarms set up. They come in and just like start wasting them. Alex fights Will on a one-on-one. -on -one. He's like, look, I gave you every chance, like, and this totally beats him. Uh, but I met, forgot to mention, this is the, uh, this is what makes it so tough for this is earlier in the book, uh, Alex reveals his past to Sonder and Luna and Anna and Varium. And he's like, this is, you know, like, you guys know I'm a, I was a dark apprentice, but, like, this is what I did. Like, this is my great shame, like, the greatest shame I have here. Like, I took this girl, I let things happen to her, I tried to get her out, and I couldn't. And then I ran, and I never looked back. And then Sonder starts avoiding him, which is like, oh, Sonder, come on. You're a good guy. Like, just... Like, see the truth here that, like, he is trying to be better and, like, nobody's perfect. But hopefully we'll see more Sonder again, of course. Luna is like, well, I don't really care. 
the light mages all suck, the dark mages all suck, like, but you were there for me, and I'm sticking by you no matter what. And Anna and Varium also are the same, pretty much the same way, so I like that. But then at the end, Annie does leave him because he refused to not kill the, the mages. And, you know, he put them in a situation to get killed, even though he only killed one of them. But she can't stand that because she doesn't like violence because she's, you know... I feel like when she was forced, tortured to practice her life magic and just kill a bunch of people, that probably had a negative impact on her psyche that she just doesn't like killing, which is totally reasonable. And I'm really not... I don't want to call her out and be like, look, violence is a part of the world because it doesn't have to be, but we make it a part of our world. But she's trying to not be violent. That's totally fair for her. But, and then I love that Alex talks with Lee at the end. He's like, look, those other guys, they were the muscle, but you were the one who found me every time. If they didn't have you, and if you had said, look, you guys just want to kill him. You're not even trying to decide if he's a good guy or not. Like, you could have said no and just gone away and just not found me. And then if they can't find me, they can't kill me. I didn't tell you to like keep finding me and trying to kill me, but you guys did. And because of that, you know, people died. It's not just on me. It's on you too. You know, and it's, that's true. Like he could have stopped it at any time. And then this was, uh, sorry, I just, I know I'm bouncing all over the place, but it's just a good book, and I liked it, and there's so many fun things to talk about. The imbued items. Rachne makes him some armor, which is awesome. But we learned that imbued items, you definitely don't want to use them all the time. Because we've seen this warning two or three times. But in this one, he has to use the mist cloak to stay hidden so that they can't find him. And he gets to Arachne's, and he's like, hey, I'm here. Like, And she's like, take it off. And he takes it off, and he's like, wait a minute why am I transparent? And she's like, well, the mist cloak wants to hide you. And eventually, if you keep wearing it, it does such a good job of hiding you that nobody can ever find you again. Ever. And he's like, what happened to the people who wore this before? Like, if there's any, and he's like, well, I'm guessing the mist cloak hides them still to this day. So that's a scary, scary, powerful item. If you wear it for a couple days, you start going transparent and you could fade out of this world and who knows where you'd end up so that was pretty cool but he got the armor and it fits him and it you know it, it lets him still be flexible and it was nice to see him not be totally decimated and just destroyed in in a physical confrontation by every hit that comes his way because he's not, you know, he just, he's a guy. He doesn't have super muscles or super strength. He just, he gets hit, he gets shot. He's going to start bleeding and losing strength. So I like that he actually has some armor here. And, uh, you know, at the end, and like I said, Annie leaves him. Luna sticks with him and Varium joins the Keepers. So I'm really excited to see where this is going next. Uh, obviously, I hope there's more Annie because she was kind of shaping up to be our next love interest. And I really want that. And, uh. Spoilers, the sense this is the... Well, I won't say spoilers. I'll just leave it at that. I'm really excited. I don't know what's going to happen next. This was an interesting book. We see Richard back. Is he going to get into contact with Alex? Is something going to bring Alex... Try and bring him back to the dark side? Is he going to try and stick more to the light and go back to Levistus? Which would be a crazy idea in anybody's book because Levistus is psycho and just wants everybody 
to be a slave, basically. So, you know, we'll see. But that's going to wrap up my discussion of Chosen by Benedict Jacka. Thanks for listening to, thanks to David Hillowitz for the intro and outro music. Of course, please, you know, like and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts from. That's really helpful. And if you have any questions or comments, send those to LibromancyPod at gmail.com. And remember to reveal the magic of books. Mm-hmm.